Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for us as a family. Thank you for how you have visited us as individuals. Thank you for what you're doing in, our, in your church. Lord, we are truly grateful and we have come to say thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O God. To you be all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Father, into your holy hands we commit this gathering. Asking that at the entrance of your word, Father, we are asking for light. Let your light expose every shape of darkness. Let your people be liberated. And the name of the Lord Jesus be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, I only yield myself as a vessel. Lord, speak through me. Empty me of self and Lord, fill me with your spirit. That Lord, O oh God in heaven, your name is glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please be graciously seated in God's awesome presence. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Quickly, we'll open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 13. Matthew, chapter 13. And we'll be reading from verses 10 to 16. Matthew 13, from verses 10 to 16. Praise God. Uh, perhaps you don't have your Bible, for which I'll be surprised. Um, but again, it's there on the screen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's our usual custom that we read Bible passages together. So let's read together one to go. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given for whoever has to him will be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have and even what he has will be taken away from him therefore I speak to them in parables seeing they do not see hearing they do not hear nor do they understand and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says hearing you will hear and shall not understand seeing you will see and not perceive for the hearts of the people have grown dull their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn that I should heal them but blessed are you for your eyes they see and your ears for the hear for assuredly I say to you there are many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear to hear what you hear and did not hear it may the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus mighty name amen hallelujah um, by the grace of God um, we're having a recap or just to summarize everything that we have looked through all throughout the month of January praise the name of the Lord but if I would venture into what we're going to be discussing this morning, 
I have come to realize that when it comes to the subject of the kingdom of God, there are certain things that God or principles that God has, by reason of his benevolence, made available to entirety of creation. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when I say principles, principles like prosperity, unbelievers can also prosper. Praise the name of the Lord. And when I mean prosperity now, I mean in, as it relates to material wealth. Praise God. However, however, there are certain principles that can only obtain only when you are in the kingdom of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And the reason why God is doing this is simple. Because there must be a distinction between those who are in the darkness and those who are in the light. And the reason for this is such that those who are in darkness then will desire the light of God and then will experience the total package. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the disciples came to Jesus in the context that we read asking him a question. And the question was, why do you explain this kingdom principles to us in parables? And Jesus said that to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And to them who are outside, other versions will say for, those, for them who are without, it has not been given. Praise the name of the Lord. And the reason for this was captured in the passage we read here. It says that what? that in them the prophecy of Isaiah will be fulfilled and what did he say he says hearing you will hear and shall not understand seeing you will see and not perceive for the hearts of the people have grown dull their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes what they have closed he says lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that there are some certain realities that would only be your portion so long as you are what? In the kingdom of God. So for example, things like healing. Praise the name of the Lord. Allow me to say that it will be against God's protocol to just ordinarily heal an unbeliever who is outrightly against the the things of God. Hallelujah. I say it again. It will be an abrasion from the patterns of God for God to do what? To visit someone who deliberately in his heart does not believe in the existence of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the scripture here says that what? If their eyes see and their ears hear, it says that only then am I able to do what? Heal them. Praise the name of the Lord. And so in this month of January, we started looking at what we call God's systems of advantage. And that system of advantage is what in the Bible is regarded as the keys of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In other words, these are principles that so long as you and I who are in the kingdom of God are able to subscribe to them, then we'll be able to see the realities of what God has intended for you and I. And I said here that it has always been the design of God that he created systems that ensures that if you and I embrace these systems, praise the name of the Lord, that you and I would see everything God intended. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 11, Jesus was trying to communicate this same idea and he was telling the people and saying that if you men being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more God 
Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he was trying to understand that God's original design before the fall of man was that you and I would be a true reflection of everything that God represents. Praise the name of the Lord. I think it was on Friday that I shared it that it is the glory of the creator that the creation functions according to the intentions of the creator. Hallelujah. In other words, when you and I, God gets full glory when our lives become a true reflection of everything he intended from the beginning. Praise the name of the Lord. God gets the full glory when my life and your life begins to reflect everything he deliberately created from the beginning. Because the Bible said that at the beginning, everything he created was what? Good. Praise the name of the Lord. But we fully understand that at the point where Adam disobeyed God, the Bible said that Satan took advantage. In other words, humanity was what? Disadvantaged. But God, at the point of sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and I, begins to make us understand that there is no disadvantage to them who are in God. Praise the name of the Lord. That so long as you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, ordinarily speaking, there is no supposed to be disadvantage. Why? Because disadvantages impede purpose. Praise the name of the Lord. Every time you and I are at a disadvantage, praise the name of the Lord. Every time you and I are at a disadvantage, it's only because the enemy wants to truncate what God wants to do in your life and in my life. Take for instance, sickness. The Bible says that God has created us to live what? In good health. It says, above all, my desire for you that thou mayest be in health and prosper even as thy soul prospers. And so you realize that at any point in time, you feel a pain in your body. That's why they call it discomfort or dis-ease. Because it does not put you what? In ease. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the essence of the kingdom of God was such that when we begin to practice these principles, it's supposed to put us at an advantage. Am I making sense? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that exactly how the garden was to Adam, that is what the kingdom of God is to the believer. Praise God. And we have said it here over again that the kingdom of God is not a location. It is just a group of people or a collective of people who have decided to make Jesus the king over their affairs. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so exactly what Eden represented to Adam is what the Garden of Eden, sorry, the kingdom of God is to you and I. Praise God. Because it's in the kingdom of God where Jesus is truly Lord. Praise God. Okay. And so here, we, for the sake of time, we said that divine speed is one of those systems of advantage. Praise God. John 10 verse 10 tells us Jesus was giving us the CV of the devil. He said that the enemy does not do anything but to do what? To come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it what? More abundantly. Praise the name of the Lord. And one of the things that the devil comes to do is to what? To steal your time. 
Praise God. You see, when the devil succeeds in stealing money, he has not really done anything. Praise God. But if the devil is able to do what? Steal your time. He has cut short your lifespan. Am I making sense? Because you see, time is a unit of destiny. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us that, for example, man has been appointed to live under normal circumstances, age of 120. Praise God. And within that time frame, there is something God has allocated for you to accomplish here on the earth. And so when the devil wants to attack you, truly, when the devil begins to attack your time, you are under serious attack. Praise God, because we are judged based on what we do in our what? Our lifetime. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is why the Bible says that Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days that then we might what? Incline our hearts unto wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So if somebody really wants to attack you, they would what? Waste your time. You see, I, I watched a video on Instagram. Um, this whole judge judy program where people come and the judge would judge your matter and decide what is right and what is wrong and so this lady came and she was saying that you know that i've been with this guy for so many years and he's refusing to marry me and so i brought him to your court to come and judge the matter praise god okay and so just to cut the whole long story short you know one of the things that struck me there which is which is key to what I'm saying here was that the judge said, you know, both of you are not good for each other because both of you are deceiving each other. But the lady kept on crying and saying something. She said, I have spent my best years with you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I have spent what? My best years with you. In other words, she was not even crying that, oh, I've, I've, I've broken up. What was really paining her was that that time that I spent with you, I cannot get it back. Praise God. And so when the enemy wants to attack you, really and truly, he will do what? He will attack your time. Praise God. That is why every time you want to do anything godly, that is when the devil is what? Fully manifesting himself. Why? Because he fully understands the potency of you using your time wisely. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when divine speed comes, it's not just that it comes, it comes because God understands that something was stolen. And so, when the Bible says in Joel 2 verse 25, it says what? I would restore the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm has taken away from you. Praise God. Years is what? Time. Praise God. Because the essence of speed is to compensate for lost time. Praise the name of the Lord. And therefore, it begins to fast track God's agenda here on the earth. Praise God. Because whether we like it or not, at some point in time, this earth that we know would come to an end. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 21 that a time will come when the new Jerusalem will come. And so you understand that we are living, what, in a short space of time. 
Praise God. When I was growing up, we used to hear it then. Oh, Jesus is coming soon. And for us that were not really saved then, we'll be saying every day, I'm hearing he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, and he has not yet come. But guess what? His coming is far sooner than we think. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for that reason, there is a need for you and I to pray for time. That God grant me speed. So however, how then does this speed come? I said here that divine speed is when the hand of God or the spirit of God enables an individual to accomplish faster what ordinarily would have taken ages to accomplish. Praise God. But it's not just accomplishing your agenda. It's your role in God's agenda for, for humanity. We see examples in the book of 1 Kings 18 verse 46. Time not let us go into it. About the story of Elijah and how he outran the chariot of Ahab. You look at the book of Acts chapter 8 verse 39 to 40. We're talking about the story of Philip. God was desiring that the gospel would spread like wildfire. And so for that reason of the Lord took Philip to baptize the Ethiopian eunuch. Immediately the eunuch believed. Boom. Philip went somewhere else. And the Bible said that what? In the verse 40, he went ahead preaching the gospel. Everything we are doing here in this kingdom is that all men must know God. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible said that what? Until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that divine speed is not just divine speed. For example, for those of us who are young here, so that I'll make it early in life and flex. No. Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of speed is that you and I need to do God's bidding urgently. Praise the name of the Lord. Even Jesus said to Judas, whatever you must do, do it what? Quickly. There's no time. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so what are the criteria for divine speed? We said here that criteria for divine speed are three ingredients. Science will tell us that speed is distance over time. But in the kingdom, speed is vision plus commitment plus the hand of God upon your life. Then you begin to experience what we call tangible speed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When there is a vision and you are committed to that vision and the hand of God is upon your life because it is possible for someone to have vision and they are committed but the hand of God is absent and you will be ultimately frustrated. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the hand of God that makes the difference in the life of any man. It is the hand of God that makes the difference in the life of any man. The Bible said that Paul planted, Apollos watered. Praise God. But until God gave the increase, there was nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so quickly we looked at the story of vision. And we said that vision for the sake of time is that it's your ability and my ability to see or to perceive my role in God's agenda in today. If I was to ask us, what do you think is your unique assignment in the kingdom of God today? I can bet you 50 million of us don't know. And that's a challenge. Praise the name of the Lord. Because every one of us have a unique assignment in this business. Praise God. Jesus attended the man at the well. He says, I must go what? That my meat is to do the work of him who sent me. 
Praise God. And so you understand that vision here is not just ability to see physically. It is ability to understand my role. The Bible said that in a great house, there are many what? Vessels. Praise God. But those who are vessels of honor are those who are fit for the use of the master. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said that why is vision important is because Satan's greatest assignment for you is not to see. Praise the name of the Lord. People are saved because what? The glorious gospel of Jesus shines upon their understanding and they understand the need of a savior. Praise God. There are people that you will preach. Remember them when we went to, to town to go and preach? And I met a guy just sharing a tract with him and I was saying, oh, you know, do you believe in Jesus that, you know, just share a couple of things. And he said, I don't need your Jesus. Because in terms of material wealth, and he pointed to, uh, to the high rise in Marina there and he said, you know what, I have several flats there. If it's watches, I have the best of watches. If it's girls, I have the best of girls at my beck and call. And so really and truly, I don't need your Jesus. But guess what? The reason why he's saying that is because the God of this world has blinded his eyes. And so you understand that anytime anybody is against the gospel, it's because they are only blind. Paul was so blinded that he thought he was doing the work of God, he was persecuting the Christians. But the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 3, it says, To me now, this grace has been given to make known to the Gentiles. It says, To make all men do what? See. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says that if the gospel we are preaching is veiled, it is only veiled to them who are perishing. It says because whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ should shine on them. Praise God. So anytime you find somebody who is hardened against this thing called Jesus, or this person called Jesus, your prayer is with Lord, let, there be, let every scale be removed. And there are several ways God can remove that scale. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so how then does vision come? We said that vision primarily comes two, three ways. Number one is that vision comes by the word of God. By the word of God. Remember, vision is your ability to understand your unique assignment as it relates to what God is doing today. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you can only capture this vision, what? By the word of God, because we are spirit beings, and God is spirit. And the word of the Lord is what? Spiritual. And so when you begin to read the scriptures, God begins to minister to your spirit what you must be doing in today. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two is by what? Association. By association. The Bible says that by the reason of how they saw Peter and John speak, they knew that these ones have spent time with Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus said, Matthew 4 verse 19, it says, follow me and I will what? I will make you. 
who you follow matters. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, in African parlance or Nigerian parlance, they will say what? Follow who no road. Praise the name of the Lord. If you don't want to get lost in life, then you must be willing to do what? Associate yourself with the right kind of people. Praise God. And number three is by dreams. We know that in the story of um, Joseph. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But again, I said here that if there's anything you and I must contend for in this year, 2023, is that God, you must make me see and you must do it at all costs. Because can you imagine knowing what you know now and you waste the next 365 years, sorry, 365 days of this year? Praise the name of the Lord. That means Satan has succeeded in stealing your time. And so you cannot even approach this year as normal. Because now you have come to a higher level of understanding of what God is demanding of you today. Praise God. And I said that the reason why sight is important, the reason why sight is crucial, is because the extent to which God is able to do is dependent on what you are able to see. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. The Bible says here that, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to do what? To fulfill it. Praise God. We look about the, the story of the blind man that encountered Jesus in Mark chapter 8. It says, and he looked and said, I see people, they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus putting his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight restored, and he saw everything clearly. Praise God. This is why you must understand why sometimes, you see, one of the things that affects vision, one of the things that blurs our vision is that sometimes when challenges come, because we are not discerning enough, we think, oh, this is a challenge. Meanwhile, God is saying, if only you can see clearly, you will see my hand in what I'm doing. Praise God. The story was the same with Haggai. The Bible said that as a result of the water finishing in her jar, she began to cry. But guess what? When you are crying, you cannot see. And this is for many of us. You are going through a turbulent time, but guess what? The enemy's agenda is that you do not see. So wipe your tears. Wipe your tears and contend for sight. Praise God. Because here in the story of Haggai, the Bible said that as a result of her challenges, she could not see. But God showing her mercy. The Bible said, and God opened her eyes and she saw a well. Praise the name of the Lord. Until you and I are able to see, God is limited to what he's able to do. The second thing that is key as it relates to divine speed is that what you and I must be committed it must come what at a cost there is a price to pay for every destiny the Bible said that what that there is a baptism I'm yet to be baptized it says how I am stretched until is what accomplished Praise God. And so commitment, I said, is one of the reasons why many people fail to see the full mansion of the purposes of God in their lives. 
because God might give you a fantastic vision but until you play your part God is limited as a matter of fact a man of God said that faith is sharing equal responsibility with God in the light of scriptures because for everything that God has ordained there is my part and there is your part in it Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is why a, a good example, the Bible says at the wedding of Cana, when the wine had finished, they needed wine. But Mary was discerning and told the disciples, whatsoever he tells you to do, you must do what? Do it. Because until your obedience is complete, we cannot see the hand of God. Praise God. And so that obedience is commitment. What do I need to do as it relates to what God has called me to do? Because here, the truth is that lack of commitment is a proof of poor character and immaturity. Only children are not committed. Praise the name of the Lord. Only children are not what? Committed. A good example, ask a child, what do you want to be today when you grow up? I want to be a doctor. Ask them one year later, what do you want to be? I think I want to be an astronaut. And if you keep on asking them, they will keep changing. But a true proof of maturity is to keep your eyes fixed on what you desire. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here I said that a commitment to happen, commitment entails three things. There must be a promise. There must be what? Ability to commit your resources and it must be for a justifiable cause. Praise God. And so therefore commitment is the willingness to be fully dedicated or being willing to fully dedicate your time, your energy, your money and other resources towards the fulfillment or the manifestation of a given vision or a cause. Praise the name of the Lord. If you're a proof that you're committed, is that it must cost you your time. Praise the name of the Lord. It must cost you your time. If we're given 24 hours a day, a large chunk of your day must be allocated towards that portion of that vision. Praise God. It must cost you your money. Praise God. A good example, you see, one of the things that I've come to observe is that whenever you want to start up a business, for example, I mean, even when you watch Dragon's Den, okay, where you come to pitch your ideas, one of the things that makes the investors willing to invest in you is they will ask you, how much have you put into this business? Praise God. They'll first of all ask you, how much are you looking for? And how much have you put in? You know, somebody somebody called me sometime and said, "Oh, you know, I'm trusting God to to um, come to the UK for my master's degree." I said, "Oh, fantastic! A very fantastic idea." And I said, "How much have you saved?" He said, "Nothing." I said, "When you have saved something, then call me." <laughs> Praise God. That's the truth. Because it's possible that I give you something and you spend it. Praise God. And so a proof that you believe in your vision is that you must be willing to commit something. 
praise God. That's a proof that you believe in that vision. However, there are certain obstacles along the way that you and I must be mindful of. Number one is that one of the things that hinders commitment is the lack of personal integrity. Praise God. Lack of what? Personal integrity. This is a case whereby you and I no longer take ourselves serious. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, I said here that at the heart of commitment to personal integrity, ability to understand the worth of your words and the implications thereby. Ability to take yourself seriously. This is a proof of being faithful and until we can be faithful in the little, we cannot be entrusted with much. Praise God. Personal integrity. Saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is the availability of options and what? Distractions. Praise God. You see, the truth is when you have plan B, plan C, and plan D, and whatever it is, plan A will never work. Go and ask anybody who have tried to pursue something. When you have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, that you have plan B and C is a proof that plan A might not work. Praise God. But when your agenda is this thing must work. I mean a good example. A rapper said get rich or die trying. Praise God. And guess what? He is today rich. Praise God. And so you understand that the essence of options is not about the objective. The objective remains the same. Options are proven in the method. Praise the name of the Lord. This is very, very key. Your objective must remain the same. You can only have options when it comes to methods. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number three is what? Weariness. Weariness. There are many people who have ventured or have committed towards a certain thing. But due to the challenges they faced along the way, they abandoned what God had called them to do. Because mind you again, the devil's agenda is to get you tired. So Paul was saying, do not be what? Weary in doing good. Do not be what? Weary in doing good. Because only those who are tired abandon their projects. Someone said that when the going gets tough, the tough gets what? Going. Praise God. Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2 says that what? Write the vision. Make it plain. Because what? The vision is yet for an appointed time. And he said something key. He said, though it may tarry. He says what? Wait. Though it may tarry. He says what? Wait. Elijah was praying for rain. It was not coming. Elijah said, I am staying here until I see that rain. Jacob said, I will not let you go until what? You bless me. Because if your life depends on it. I mean, someone said that when you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe, that's when you would have that true success. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And then finally, we have the word of the hand of God, which we were looking at last week when Dr. Austin took the sermon. 
the hand of God. Joshua 4, chapter 23 to 24, the Bible says that, For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we crossed over. It says he did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Hallelujah. You see, God wants to show off through you. Praise God. That's the reality of it. God wants to do what? Show off through you. You know, we hear of the statement, oh, put on your Sunday's best. You see, the concept of the Sunday's best was in America when it was time of slave trade. And so for the slave masters, their desire to show who had the best of slaves was on a Sunday when the slaves are going to church. So whoever dressed best was the one who looked after their slaves the most. Praise God. But God is not a taskmaster. Praise God. And so, but yet, his desire is to take the full glory by what he's doing in your life and in my life. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that when the hand of God comes upon you, it's just a way to prove that what God is with this one. The Bible says that when God parted the Red Sea, the chariots that went with Pharaoh began to tell Pharaoh, let us turn back because it is obvious what? It is the God of the Israelites who has raised his hand against us. Praise the name of the Lord. God wants to display his glory through you and I. But the question is, are we available? Divine speed is a reality in the kingdom of God. It's a reality. If not, God would not have said so. But the question is, are you willing to subscribe to the dictates of what it takes? Because for many of us, we have run this race on our terms. But God is saying, until you align your ways to me, I can do nothing. The Bible says in Isaiah that shall the clay tell the potter, what are you doing? Praise the name of the Lord. We are here for God and not God for us. And so my desire should always be, Lord, what would you have me do? And so just like Jesus was saying in Isaiah in prophecy, saying the Lord was saying, who shall I send? And the Bible said that he said, here I am, Lord, send me. That must be our approach as Christians. That however you want to use me in this day and time, by all means, feel free. Because remember, the agenda is that what all men be saved. God will do anything and everything to reach, an to reach a dying soul. That's why Christ said that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are truly few. God is looking for people to display his glory. Praise God. 
And so you understand that the hand of God refers to the mighty hand of his power. In other words, he's displaying his power in and through our lives. For every time you see somebody experience a supernatural event, that is the power of God at display. Because you see, an atheist might argue on certain things, but when you put power on display, it shuts down every naysayer. Praise God. When Elijah had to con contend with the prophets of Baal, at the point where the sacrifice of Elijah was eaten up, there was no case of whose God is the true God. Praise God. And so you honor the essence of the power of God is to silence every doubter in that instant. But also you have the essence of his presence. The presence of God is what makes the difference. Moses said, if your presence will not go with us, let us remain here. Praise God. Because you see, the presence of God is what keeps the enemy at bay. Because the Bible says, if God be what? For me. Praise God. And we have his activity in the world that we see today. And so the hand of God is open and is generous, always willing to give. The hand of God is gracious and is always showing us mercy. If there's any dimension of God that I enjoy the most so far in my life, it is the mercy of God. Because you see, when we look at our strengths, and compare it to what God is doing in our lives. I'll be foolish to say it's me. Praise God. I'll be foolish to say it's me. I enjoy the mercy of God every day. That's why the Bible said that what his mercies are new. If I enjoy the mercy of yesterday, the enemy will have me. So daily, daily, he keeps giving me a new batch of mercy every day. And so long as I keep acknowledging him in that wise, I will continually enjoy the mercy of God. The mercy of God is not only when you sin. Even when you don't sin, the Bible says that what? You are still sinful. So the Bible says it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Praise the name of the Lord. But also the hand of God is there to remember. Because the Bible says that in heaven, God keeps records. Praise the name of the Lord. God keeps records. So like the book of Esther, the Bible said that, has anybody done something for me that we have not remembered? And they opened the book. That is where the hand of God comes into play. That when God remembers somebody, speed is inevitable. And we shed it that the hand of God is daily in our lives to bring about deliverance. It is daily in our lives to bring about guidance. It is daily in our lives to bring about provision. But guess what? It also ensures protection. Praise God. Because the best of protection any man can give is still prone to error. Praise the name of the Lord. As tight as the United States may boast of its security apparatus, when there was a riot, I keep on asking myself, how did they break into the capital? Praise the name of the Lord. And so even the best of protection is still man-made. And if it's man-made, it's subject to error. 
Praise God. But the hand of God is also there to heal and to deliver. And is there to mold and to correct us. Because as much as we paint God in a fatherly light, it is the father's duty to also discipline a child. And so the Bible says, do not be angry when you come under the chastening of the Lord. Because a proof that you are disciplined is that God loves you. Because if God did not take any interest in you and I, we would not be disciplined by him. Praise God. And number seven is that what? The hand of God is there to continually show forth his power. And so in all these things, one of the ways through which I, I call it the, the speed capsule, praise God, which we're going to be praying for in the little minute that I have. You see, one of the things that brings about divine speed is nothing else but favor. You see, when you enjoy the favor of God, time will not let me share my story here. But when God favors you, when God favors you, this is why you must understand the potency of, because favor gives speed. The Bible says, Psalm 5 verse 12, it says, Oh Lord, you will surround the righteous, those who fear you. This is why it's a kingdom reality. For those outside, they may not enjoy favor because they are not in the kingdom. But for those of us who are in the kingdom of God, favor, you know, a matter of God said, if you enjoy favor once, it's breakthrough. It's until it's a daily occurrence in our lives, every day. Because I said, you surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. Every single day, everywhere you go. This is why you cannot stop praying and say, Lord, favor me in all my endeavors. Hard work is good, don't get me wrong. But even the best of hardworking people still need favor. Because favor is what gives meaning to your efforts. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so I end with this scripture even as we pray. Amos 9 from verse 13 to 15, the, the message translation. It says, yes, indeed, it will not be long now, God's decree. It says, things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing... One thing fast on his heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will happen at once. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessing like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I will make everything right again for my people of Israel. Hallelujah. It says they will rebuild their ruined cities. They would plant vineyards and drink good wine. They would work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables and I will plant them plant them on their own land and they will never again be uprooted from the land I have given them God your God says so therefore we're going to be rising on our feet as we begin to cry unto God and say Lord I desire your favor that Lord in this year 2023 if there is anything that I desire the most of you this year is that Lord you would grant me the oil of favor the bible said that and jacob and joseph sorry found favor in the sight of his employers you see if god is going to bless you he will bless you through men men are channels men are carriers of 
of what you need. But until the favor of God begins to speak, men cannot move in your direction. Therefore, begin to pray and say, Father, in this year, oh God, help me to enjoy your favor in all my endeavors, oh God. For many of us, we have left the shores of our countries and we have come to this land. Begin to pray and say, Father, let the laws of this land favor me. Let the gates of this city favor me. That, Lord, everyone I come in contact with, Lord, let your favor speak. Let your favor speak in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, oh God in heaven, everyone you have assigned to favor me, Lord, give their eye no rest until they come in contact with me. Begin to open your mouth and pray and say, Father, grant me favor in all my endeavors. It is the favor of God that makes the difference in the life of any man. The Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for favor. The favor of God that advances men, that takes one from one level of glory to the other. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your favor. That your favor, oh God, will be made manifest in my life, oh God. That Lord, let your favor speak for me on a daily basis. On a daily basis, oh God, as I am going out, favor. As I am coming in, favor. As I go to bed, favor. As I rise, favor. That Lord, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every member of this family. That Lord, we will be known as those who are favored of God. That no longer, oh God, shall we be called desolate, but we shall be called Hephzibah and Beulah. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, oh God, the oil of God that sets men apart. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let that oil come upon us in the name of Jesus, that our lives will make a difference to the glory and honor of your name. Blessed be your holy name, oh God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Perhaps you have not given your life to Jesus. All these prayers and this sermon will make no meaning because the Bible said that to them who are perishing, the God of this world has blinded their eyes. Therefore, begin to pray. If you want to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life, why don't you just begin to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and on the cross of Calvary you died for me. Grant me the privilege to walk in the reality of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Father God in heaven I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that Lord I decree and declare that we are favored in the name of Jesus. That your mighty hand oh God that lifts us from the dung hills and places us upon the mountain top to sit among princes and kings. Lord, let your hand favor us in the name of Jesus that your name be glorified, O God. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen.